Hi everyone. Today for Deepak's uh, Spotlight Disability Leader, we have Michelle Garcia. Michelle Garcia is a community organizer at Access Living, and she's more specifically a Latinx community organizer and has been working as a community organizer since 2009. Uh, for Access Living, uh, it's a Chicago-based organization whose mission is to ignite disability power and pride, provide critical services, and break down systemic barriers to create a stronger and more inclusive society. And their core uh, services include advocacy, independent living skills, transition support, peer support, and information and referral services. So with Michelle, um, thank you for coming today and for meeting with me. And I wanted to start off by uh, to let you introduce yourself and let us know how you identify yourself. Sure, thank you for having me. Uh, yes, uh, I am a Latinx woman with a disability who is a daughter and wife of an immigrant. Yes. Thank you. And is there anything in particular that you'd like to share about your disability um, as we start going into your disability work? Um, as far as my disability, um, I always uh, tend to like want to keep it positive. They're always positive. They, everything for me is positive as we, in terms of my disability and everything else that surrounds me. So there's good days, there's not so good days um, and any challenges um, are here to make me stronger. Yes, definitely. And you shared that you are part of the Latinx community. And I just wanted to ask if, um, what are some unique experiences or how has being a part of this community influenced your experience with disability growing up? Um, so I think, um, as part of like in a unique experience or something that has impacted my life, um, I was thinking um, like when I grew up, I grew up part of my life in Mexico and then part of my life here in the US and education obviously plays a huge role when you're growing up. Um, so I saw those um, differences in access to supports and services that I needed, like in schools, right? Um, mm -hmm. So um, that's what I saw, like how those differences um, really, really impacted who the person I am today. Yeah, that's great. And would you say that this was a time in your life where you started thinking about going into disability work or is there something else that further inspired that? Um, I think, I, I mean, at that age, because uh, I was quite young and at that age, I wasn't really thinking what I wanted to be um, at where I am now, but mm -hmm. um, I for sure saw that there was differences, right? Um, and then um, what inspired me to do this work that I'm doing now, um, I think is the fact that, again, as I mentioned before, I, I'm the daughter and now wife of, of an immigrant. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, I think that um, as growing up, like growing older <laughs> has now brought me like, look to see all the challenges that we have, um, have to face, but also 
at Access Living, I became the organizer of Cambiando Vidas. Um, so Cambiando Vidas is a group of immigrants with disabilities themselves. And they are the driving force that made me also want to push to work with the immigrant community. Mm -hmm. So this is what I would say is what drove me more so to this work. Yeah, it's it's really nice uh, to have those experiences uh, shape the way that you view <laughs> disability and the way that you view um, these systemic barriers and just multiple identities of yours intersecting. Um, so could you tell me more about Cambiando Vidas and how do you have, how do you reach out to these immigrants with disabilities or how do you come across them? Um, yes, so um, as far as the reaching out or the outreach that, uh, that I do to the community as well, in pandemic time, <laughs> excuse me, it's a little bit difficult mm -hmm. because, you know, we have to do outreach a little bit different, um, like trying to see who needs supports and services um, during this pandemic. Uh, so my phone calls are, are being more so now than ever. But if not, what I would do is literally have a flyer on hand, like what I do, like explaining what I do, who's cambiando vidas, Mm -hmm. and doing outreach in the streets they basically trying to bring more people in mm -hmm. in order to them for them to understand that i was trying to um help them not um you know impact them like negatively so it, all i wanted to do was support them so just uh you have to gain their confidence and their um them wanting their like gain their trust basically and have them be confident that you're not going to harm them yes. specifically because they're immigrants right mm -hmm. yeah definitely <laughs> I know that um, immigrant communities are are very cautious of their environment and the supports that they're receiving and I'm glad that you're able to reach out to them in a way that they trust you and they know that you're not coming at them um, with any questions that could jeopardize their status in the U.S. or um, their relationships with any family members or friends. Um, so this, this is a really important role that you have at Access Living as a Latinx community organizer. Could you just let us know uh, what, other, what other parts of your position at Access Living you participate in? Are there any other like programs or events that you help organize? Um, so again, um, more so uh, before COVID, but also during COVID, we organize events to let the community know about, like right now, for example, in COVID, we let them know about the, the fact that just because you um, need the shot, the COVID shot, well, we need the COVID shot and it's important but you shouldn't be fearful of going out and getting the shot because of your um, immigrant status. <clears throat> Excuse me, your immigrant status. Um, you know, there's not gonna be any um, harm in you getting the shot. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me again. And you getting the shot if you um, are an immigrant. So we try to, you know, 
incentivized per se um, for folks to go out there and we tell them the importance of, the, of getting the COVID shot as a person with a disability um, and that they shouldn't be again fearful of getting the shot because of their status. And we, and we try to see, you know, to get folks from the, the city or, or in these um, places where they are knowledgeable about, you know, they're not gonna ask you for an ID or they're not gonna ask you for your address or specific questions that we know our community is fearful of being asked. So that's something that we've been in charge of. Like with Cambiando Vidas, for example, I have speakers that we've been able to have them um, be aware of different t topics on resources about COVID or other stuff that they need to know about as immigrants. Yes, and I know that right now, especially during COVID, um, a lot of people are doing very grassroots work because there really is no guideline to how to do outreach work. So what do you feel are some of your own values and strengths that help support you doing this job? I think, um, and not just my own, but I think in general, if you are doing this type of work, this organizing work, you have to have the drive, the passion and the desire to see social change happen mm -hmm. within your community. So I think that's what drives me, <clears throat> excuse me, um, what has been driven me, you know, for the majority of my adult life or when I started in the movement mm -hmm. um, to now, um, and even so more so when I started working with my immigrant um, community or um, family, fellow family members as well, because I consider them my family. Um, mm. So how do, uh, how can we see that social change happen? Yeah, that's really beautiful. I'm really glad that you shared that. And I know that, um, at least for myself, I know that some of my identities sometimes help each other out, especially when I'm interacting or trying to gain the trust of someone who is experiencing or going through the same things as myself. Um, so have you ever experienced or have any recollection of like a time that you being a person with a disability has helped you connect uh, and support other uh, Latinx members who have disabilities as well? Um, I'm sorry. So, can you repeat the question? I like they have. There's been times where I've helped other folks with disabilities, or have they helped me? Has having a disability helped you connect more with someone who that you're helping? Oh yes, of course. I'm sorry, I, I couldn't understand the question. Um, yes, yes, yes. Definitely. I think having a disability, but also having my identity as an immigrant, mm -hmm. has helped me tremendously to be able to identify and support others, identify with and support others. Um, because, you know, they see me as a, as a friend, as an ally, as somebody who they can confide in um, and trust, mm -hmm. which is definitely <clears throat> something that you want as an organizer. Again, like I mentioned before, um, you, you want that trust 
because you're 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 working with us or at least in the work that I'm doing I'm working with a very specific community so you always want that trust even if it's not immigrant communities but you definitely want to identify with the community you're working with yes and and that representation really does matter and it, it goes a long way um and I wanted to ask uh are is what are some ways that allies or other disabled Latinx community members can support access living or become involved in either advocacy or event, like future events? So we do have the access living website um, that people can visit and we have an array of like supports and in groups that um, people can be involved in. Like, um, you know, we have different advocacy groups we have different um, supports and services that people can be a part of or if they need. Um, so definitely people, there's a, in that website, there's a, a vast ma a majority of information that you can uh, access. Yeah, that's, a, that's really helpful to know. And I know that some people sometimes don't even know where to start, especially when you're working with these underrepresented groups. Uh, and as far as for yourself and future goals, are there any other projects or uh, personal or career goals around racial justice and disability work that you hope to finish um, before you retire? I, I mean, for retirement, I think it's a little bit sooner to be talking about. So I hope to be around for a while and continuing the work that I'm doing bringing awareness to the intersectionality between immigration and disability. Um, and again, just making sure that the work is, is being um, work, you know, done, being done and, and just um, creating more leaders in this area because there, there isn't much, or there isn't many of us <laughs> work doing this type of work. Um, so uh, that's what I continue to, I wanna continue to do for, for now. Yes, and I, I do know that this type of advocacy work is, from the people that I have met, is it's more of a lifelong commitment, and I really do hope uh, that you do take on that leadership role for a really long time. I think to finish off, I want to ask also if there are any pieces of advice that you'd want to give uh, to a young person that's wanting to follow in your footsteps. Um, thank you. Um, yes, I mean, I, I think that if somebody or a young person who's a person of color with a disability um, wants to see change happen in their communities, I mean, they need to push for that change to happen and don't take no for an answer. At least that's my motto. I don't take no for an answer. <laughs> um, this is why I've come so far, I believe. Um, and don't uh, ever say, take you can't for an answer either. Um, I sure didn't. And it's bring, brought me so far. Um, so that's my advice, if any. Yes, no, thank you so much. Uh, definitely for whenever you are working in this field, um, I've heard people say that Sometimes there aren't that many opportunities. You have to create them for yourself because you are building upon things, uh, barriers or 
a lack of support in certain areas. So it does take a certain type and very uh, wonderful type of commitment to the people that you serve. So thank you so much, Michelle, for all of the work that you do. And again, thank you for coming today uh, to talk and I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me again.